The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It's in this league with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Thirty. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys in line. All right, we back. It is in this league right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We got sixty-five percent. Moved down a little bit of sixty percent. How's that? Is my voice going? <laughs> I feel like it's starting to go. No, I mean, you actually sound the same. I could hear it. We did only one hour of the baseball podcast the last time we did it uh, when we had on uh, Alex Chamberlain. And your voice went from you probably started at 45 and it went down to like 3% really quick. Now, to be fair, though, we had done the Fantasy Black Book show before that. That's true. Technically like an hour and a half in. So sometime this hour, I could start to go. Yeah, you could. So this could happen. Right, right. I mean, you could fall off real quick. There could be too many apps open and uh, the lights on too high. So, you know, you could you could drain really, really quickly. Yeah, I I think power saving mode. I think you're going to be fine. So I'm not worried about you. Okay. well, that's good. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad you're not worried about me. I'm very worried about me overall and in general. Uh, But if you guys want to make sure we're okay. Listen to our shows. Support ITL. Uh, baseball, we are in full go. The ITL Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We got a Dynasty mock draft coming up this week. Mock draft episode uh, over on the Fantasy Black Book. Uh, we have turned our attentions to baseball, so you can uh, go check that out as well. And in the coming weeks, God willing, we'll have this baseball book finished because yeah. it ain't finished. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, currently on the George R. Martin uh, school of timing as far as uh, writing this, you know, we're behind uh, last year. We're going to do some tours instead of writing, I think, to talk about when the book comes out. Yeah. So uh, I think 2022 is when uh, it'll probably come out. We'll so. release a 10 page PDF talking about what is to come <laughs> on it. Well, we'll do That's some preview right. pages. We'll release a preview <laughs> page or two. That's it's we'll actually do. called a dream of spring. So <laughs> that's the new title of the book. I brought I, I took that out of nowhere. I don't know where that came from. It's just because I'm so inventive. That's so. actually a really good idea. Now, now I feel like <laughs> we need to do that. A dream, a dream of spring. Well, that's supposed to be George R. R. Martin's last book. So. Well, but the spring, tra- spring, a uh, dream of spring training. That yeah, that's what I meant. I know. That's, that's why. That's why we'll, we'll just add training to the end of it. So a dream of spring. Dot 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 training. So is that the last one or is that is is the one dude, that's supposed to come knows? out the last one? Like it's, <laughs> it's did, supposed to. I don't to be, know, dude. I don't know, dude. Uh, ask me later, dude. No, I I think that uh, that's supposed to be the last one, but um, this was supposed to be a four book series. 
and now it's turning into whatever six or seven books. So uh, I, I'm just glad. But wasn't that we'll there know one that's supposed to come ends. out and then one more after? We'll know how it ends uh, right around the All Star break. So that's all I care about. Are we going to get all the episodes this year? Yeah, they're not going to do it. the thing. This is there. Are, there, there's only seven more episodes left. Have you started doing that bit where you no, like you occasionally at night? Nope. No, but you do that bit at night where you're just like, just don't let me die until I see the end. <laughs> you like you talk to God. You're just like, just like let me have this. I did that with <laughs> loss, by the way. Like what a what a <laughs> the horrible worst use. One to do what it a, with. What the, I mean, no, the worst would have been Dexter. Oh uh, well, been, Dexter was never as good. So yeah, but it, I mean, it was good, but it was crap. Like the last. Well, I guess loss was too. So, but I yeah. like I used I used my God. Don't let me die to see the end of this show on Lost. Yeah, it's not well, good. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe God was trying to prove to all of us, you know, you don't need to wait for these TV shows. Yeah, so. well, with that episode, so you haven't <laughs> done that at all, you know. You've no, been, I mean, you're on extra, you're on borrowed time right now, so technically, I, I think what I wanted more was for George R. R. Martin to live to write this last book, so I could see how it ends in book form as well. Who do you think but, lives longer, you or George R. R. Martin? Oh, I, that's a coin flip right there. So I guess he is kind of the, you know, whatever he is, 65-year-old version of me. Yeah, so that should give you hope. It should, but I also don't have his income. So start I Start writing a book. Amazing. I should. <laughs> start, yeah. start writing a goddamn book that we're trying to write right now. About. It'll be called A Dream of 40. That's what it'll be called for me. So I'll have it out when I'm 44. So that'll be the... Uh, the exact right time. So the dream of money, please, <laughs> please. Um, all right, let's talk about some stuff in next. Oh, yeah. But go and uh, check out the podcast, uh, the baseball and the black book uh, support both of those. And I mean, good Lord, technically, the first thing I did off of being sick was I finally got a prospect one podcast recorded, which I hadn't done in a couple. You know, weeks. what's funny is last week I saw because um, uh, I was I covered you on takeaways for one of the episodes and I saw a prospect one post. I'm like, this son of a bitch is good enough to do prospect one, nope. but he can't do NBA takeaways. And I'm like, Oh, it's just a written post. Never mind. Yep. Just a written post. Did <laughs> nothing. Did nothing. Oh man. We're going to talk, by the way, I'm going to go into detail about like the, the sickness and all my interactions over on our secret show for the army, which is always a great time. I feel like it's going to gross me out. Should I not eat a big meal before? No, it? but like just, like the look on people's face when <laughs> when like I would talk like specifically there's this one person <gasps> when they just like saw me and the look on their face and then they heard me talk and then they just put their fingers up in a cross and go yeah, that that happened uh it literally happened I'll tell you about it but but the look on this person's face they had when I talked of just like Oh, God. Now, I just want to be like, yeah, I know. Why are sick people and vampires treated the same way? Like, that's what I want to know. Like lepers. It's like crosses and silver bullets and garlic stop them both. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I guess a silver bullet would stop a normal healthy man as well. So, yeah, but uh, it wouldn't make him explode into (sighs) dust like it does vampires or sick people. What a way to go. Yeah. Or uh, felt like I was going to explode into dust for sure. (laughs) So it's it's you and all the the vampires from from dusk till dawn. That's how it works. So, yeah, pretty much. I I should go to a bar, though, before I explode into dust. Um, So that's all the baseball front. Let's talk about some football here. As we've been talking about, that we had a mixture. Kyler Murray was able to kind of uh, go in between them. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how we're going to fight over this prospect, by the way. 
because you're the baseball prospect guy and I'm the college prospect guy. So it's kind of like, which show is he going to wind up being on more? Of? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's a trade. I'm trading well, either rights to, to guess, Kyler Murray. If you had to guess, do you think baseball or football career for him? I'm going to say football. I but, think I would too right now. Uh, but my gut, and but this is a problem. I mean, all I it's think we take- all agree that he should play baseball. It makes the most sense. There's no controversy about his height. Uh, he can make more money. There's no CTE, you know, all that good stuff. Like, I, I think that he should go and play baseball. I mean, lo- like, here's the problem. Like, football has the the more instant gratification. You know what I mean? Like, because here's the deal. Dude signs, you know, if he's a first-round pick, he's going to get similar money. Then um, you blow, explode onto the scene. You get advertising deals. You get big money deals. You're a free agent in a couple years or you're a starter. And then you're getting your first big contract in three or four years. You know, in four years, you could have a huge, you know, contract extension, multi-million dollar deals with shoe companies and, I don't know, Tide Pods and whatever. But in baseball, the argument and the problem is, is this guy needs maturation and there's nothing worse, worsely supported than the minor league system in baseball. You make no money. There's no advertising deals. You're traveling on a bus you know, to Wichita and Beloit and all these just horrible places. Oh man, what a shot to Wichita! Well, I'm just saying, you're you're sorry, tra- Wichitonian. Sorry, but you're traveling to all these places. <laughs> He's gonna have to do that for years. Then you get up to the major leagues, you make decent money, and then you fight for arbitration. The guy wouldn't see his first contract unless he was able to, you know, uh, buy out some arbitration years. Probably wouldn't see that contract for six or seven years. So there's no instant gratification for baseball. No, but that's the turn here, dude, is that the instant gratification and the quick money making and the star power is there. And we've seen this. We saw Drew Henson, you know, fail in baseball, then go to football because you have some more meat left on the bone. If you fail in football, you're probably going to be pretty physically beat up as well. Well, there's a possibility of it. But like finishing up like baseball has that long term. Like once you get into your post arbitration years and signing your contract, you just saw DJ LeMayhew just signed a two year deal with the Yankees for like twenty four million dollars. You're going to start making bank and your health is much better. So the long term play is baseball. But if you're semi successful, he can make a lot of money extracurricularly and in football uh, You know, for deals with playing football. But you asked me, where do I think he plays? I don't want to because I, I just don't know enough about him as a football player. But I think there's a high probability as well. What if the guy plays football a couple years, doesn't get a starting gig, gets some shots, doesn't work. After three years, he go back and plays baseball. Yeah. 23 well, I mean, years old. Dude, that's what Tim Tebow did. Yeah. And Tim Tebow had successful years in the NFL. And they'll sign. Well. And, and, and Tim Tebow made a huge name for himself in football. I mean, Torrey Hunter's kid. He also saved that guy from that stroke. He so. did out here. But Torrey Hunter's kid. Um, it's like 23 years old. He quit football and came and uh, played base. You know, he played baseball after playing football. I mean, Kyler Murray could play in the NFL, could be in the NFL. What is he, 19 years old? Uh, yeah, he's not very old. I he could be this. in the NFL for four years, then return to baseball, and he would be not that far off from a lot of guys drafted as college seniors. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. wouldn't have lost all these He's 21. Years. I was 21. So, okay. So, I mean, well, still, yeah. he'd be 25 years old, come back a couple years in the minors. He's up at 26, 27 years old. 
So yeah. I, I think he actually returns. That's my bet. I think he's a football player who returns to baseball before okay. he's 30. All right. So I'll get him in. Uh, I'll get him this year for the draft. And then you can have him on prospect one in a couple Great. of years. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> prospect. Can you imagine if prospect one is still around in eight years? <laughs> well, eight years. I mean, you know, uh, it doesn't take that long to fail in the NFL. Yeah. That's so. true. Well, four years still. Uh, yeah. Uh, Antonio Brown, though. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah is, that's what I wanted. Like, to. this is also perfect for us, too, because I'm a Steelers fan and you're a Niners fan and he wants to go play for the San Francisco 49ers. OK, so. well, yeah, that we're jumping. We're jumping across on here. Yeah. Antonio Brown is definitely what I wanted to ask you about, because the newest revelation uh, right in the beginning of 2019 what? Because we've already we talked about this. We talked about Antonio Brown wants a trade, wants to be a 49er, blah, 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 all this other stuff. The newest revelation, though, Boggs, and this is huge. Your owner, Art Rooney II, uh, in an interview, said that he can't see a scenario where Antonio Brown is back with the Steelers. Well, where they release him, can't imagine that he is back and essentially put on the table that they are going to explore and might even be active in exploration on all fronts. And that means trading Antonio Brown and uh, I think indicated that they would want a decent return. To hear the owner say that, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, right? I, I mean, just like he said, I can't imagine him playing with the Steelers next year. So, but you were, think, but you were like, you can't imagine him staying. But like, you, you there were scenarios that were built, you know, with the whole sure, financial yeah. constrictions and stuff like that that I think you acknowledged. Well, I did, but I also said that they get a fourteen million dollar cap exemption for Le'Veon Bell not signing his franchise tender last year. So they get sure it's a twenty one million dollar cap hit, but really it's only seven. Because with when we're getting that $14 million exemption on the cap from Le'Veon Bell not signing, you know, this $21 million hit goes down to seven. But what so, I'm asking you is, though, with all the stuff we had before this news, this news has to make you feel more definitive now that Antonio yeah. Brown is not a stealer. Well, I mean, it it's. It, I don't like the statement because I feel like you lose leverage a little bit in saying something like that because now teams know, well, they just don't want him back. We know Art Rooney doesn't want him back. So, and of course, you know, after Art Rooney's press conference, he posted that picture of, you know, great business and it was, you know, it's AB shaking hands with Art Rooney and, uh, you know, Art Rooney the second. And, um, to me, that kind of said, okay, it was nice doing business with you, and now we're done. And I think so. uh, Antonio Brown quote tweeted that, and he did the whole, like, booming. Well, that was A.B. posted it. Oh, so. I, I thought I thought you said our Rooney the second posted it. No, I, I, I think, I think that's what I, yeah, what I meant was A.B. posted that after hearing what Rooney said. So, um, you know, I, I just, I hate that stuff. I hate, like, decrypting uh stupid Instagram or Facebook messages. Cause I just like, just say what you mean, you know? Yeah. And I also hate all this stuff where, uh, AB is doing interviews with all kinds of people. Uh, right now he did one with, uh, who is it? Jeremy Fowler. And he was with, uh, James what, Harrison. What was, the other day. what was the Jeremy Fowler one? Um, let's see. Brown said in a live video, uh, Oh no, this was just a live video. According to, I don't know who he was with in this video. Um, this most recent one. I unfollowed him. I'm tired of it. I'm wow. tired of seeing all Breaking this crap. news. Yeah. Scott Bogman unfollows <laughs> I Antonio Brown. I, I still follow him on Snapchat, uh, but I never use Snapchat anymore because it sucks. Dude, but, who uses Snapchat? 
I mean, a the lot all, of people use Snapchat. The only person that, the only people that I know that use Snapchat are models that want you to pay their $85 a well, year to get their fans. secret. That's different than Snapchat. Oh, so. sorry, sorry. Yeah, I mean, let's get it right if we're going to go. If we're going to dive in head first, the Welsh. Let's dive in, uh, you know, in the deep end, not in the shallow end. Let's do it right. <laughs> so, right. Well, we'll but, uh, but I'm, I'm just, I'm tired of seeing the social media crap. Like I just, I just don't care enough. You know what I mean? Just figure it out and trade the guy. But if there was yeah. ever a definitive that Antonio Brown is going to get traded, Scott Bogman unfollowing him on Twitter That's right. is breaking news. Snake that, in the grass. I mean, I don't follow most of the, the Steelers players anyway. So follow, does Ben block you? Ben blocks everybody. Oh, ben doesn't have social media, dude. Can yeah, you does. imagine that? Yeah, he does. I don't think he does. Yeah, he absolutely does. He, well, he, he's probably he's, blocked every single person that's commented on his stuff then. No. You, because you, if random guy at the bar is willing to tell me that Ben is a rapist, I can't imagine what random people on Twitter are willing to say to him. How do you spell so, his stupid last name? Uh, it, R-O-E-T-H-L-I-S-B-E-R-G-E-R. Yeah. He, well, didn't he? Because he was famous. Maybe he got rid of it. Like he was famous for he literally blocked everybody. Oh, yeah, but also I don't think like I don't think Ben was running that account. No, so, no, no. He probably had some. That, I mean, I just like like I said, I can't imagine him running, uh, you know, a social media account. So uh, but anyway, uh, I, I, I don't like the social media crap. And A.B. keeps saying I'll uh, have comments on this at a later date and all this stuff. Just say, you know, look, I'll answer questions when I answer them. You know, yeah, or, like, or say nothing. Be a person, you know, not a human being. Well, listen, we'll have more comments on this. We'll have more comments on this. We got to go to break real quick. We'll come back a little bit more. A.B. Talk about some of the coaching changes. What did one 49er great have to say about A.B. and his potential to going to the 49ers and NFL playoffs? So don't go anywhere. More Bogman and Welsh coming up. Only fans. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Why don't you punch me in the face? Punch me in the face! Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? You lick my in this league. Welcome back in this league, in this league.com. Follow us on Twitter at Bogman Sports. That's him. At Is It the Welsh? That's me. You can follow us on the Twitters. And, you know, something that I thought was super underrated, and I'm going to mention this again. In my um, time of sickness, I don't <laughs> do this usually. In this time of health. But I had, uh, well, I'm going to talk about, a, I'm going to talk about a tweet that I had that. Didn't go viral by any means, but boy, did it have a certain sect of people that uh, jumped in on it. I'll talk about that. But before that tweet, I was um, laying in bed, uh, hanging out with my son, watching Goosebumps because he yes. loves the old Goosebumps. I've talked about this before. 
we're watching an episode five minutes into the episode. I'm, I'm, you know, cause also I'm just like not feeling good. So I'm just dazed. So I don't even have the energy to like, you know, look at my phone or whatever. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, is, is that Ryan Gosling? And <laughs> I, it was Ryan Gosling. No, it was Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. The real Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling <laughs> as a kid in like 1996 on goosebumps. So I did a lot. I live tweeted the episode with pictures <laughs> and adding Ryan Gosling and I got no attention for it. And I was like, this is what this platform hey, is for. Ryan Gosling, you remember in 1996 when you had a job? Yeah, Greg. I just saw that. It's his name. His name was Greg. It was about a camera that took pictures of the future and made them come true. And he learned the perils of that. And uh, it's just, it's what the platform's for. You, it was you, an A-plus tweet storm, Bogman. You didn't even like it. Brother, do you think there's a day that goes by that someone on Twitter doesn't go, I had no idea Ryan Gosling was in Goosebumps. I but think, he is. No, absolutely. You know what? Let's look right here. Let's go. What are you going to go go through Ryan all the people Gosling, that tweet at Ryan Gosling? Goosebumps. No, I'm going to type in Ryan Gosling and Goosebumps together on Twitter. Let's see. Um, there's me. Okay. And, uh, well, there's someone from eight hours ago that's. Oh, it. look at that. Eight hours ago. So that would be a different day than the day you did it. Um, <laughs> Was there one from yesterday? Is this person commenting to me? <laughs> no, they're commenting. There was not. There was one in 2014. There was, um, I guess there was a few people. There's a lot of private accounts to the Welsh. So, yeah. Uh, January 2nd, this this lady goes, I didn't know Ryan Gosling was in Goosebumps. Oh, look at that. And did Ryan Gosling respond to her and not you? No, I didn't want, I didn't need Ryan Gosling to uh, respond. Oh, yet. you just needed other people. I needed other people. Because what I, oh, by the way, how ridiculous. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, Netflix UK and Ireland apparently tweeted on October 26th with the video of Ryan Gosling in Goosebumps. They ruined it for me. But no, but. I, I had a tweet with a bunch of screenshots and I was like, I, I was telling the story. It was, it was, it's what Twitter is supposed to be for. And I got you nothing. You said that no one interacted with you on your discovery of Ryan Gosling in Goosebumps. Yeah. That's, I, that's I, sad. I, I, is, that, is this an appropriate thing to be upset about? Yeah. What am I supposed to, what am I supposed to tweet about? I tweet about AB. I got business boom and that all I have to tweet about. I bet you if, stay in if, my lane. If responses is what you're looking for, you probably get more responses about that. Well, what do I got to get into people's DMs and tell them horrible things to get attention? <laughs> uh, well, is your last name Rainwater? It is not. Oh, well, then I think you should probably just stick with what you're doing. So I'm just making sure. Um, I just had no idea that you were in the Ryan Gosling fan club here. So I was Now that I know. But I was uh, fascinated. I'll be more supportive. Oh, this is the next one. This oh. okay. I forgot. This is the one that actually really made me mad. So oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Follow me. So that one, by the way, was great. I I put out some gold while I was sick. And no no appreciation for it. This is why I want to quit doing sports altogether, because uh I put out this gold and no one wants the attention. Or no one will give me the attention for it. So I that did has this, nothing to do with sports. I did this one. whole thing about gossling and goosebumps. The next episode of Goosebumps comes on, Bogman. And guess what I uncover? I well, uncover the... Someone else had a job, uh, you know, nope. 20 years ago? Don't think anyone's tweeted about this, but guess what? I ain't going to look it up on Twitter and have this ruined for me. This episode, they're talking about going to a haunted house 
and the house is called the Hill House. And there's a sign that says the Haunted Hill House. And there's a bunch of ghosts that are living in the house, haunting people that live there. I added Netflix and said, hey, I found the origin of the haunting of Hill House. This is where you guys came up with this idea. You stole it from Goosebumps or please tell me it's a prequel to the haunting of Hill House. It's a book from 1959. The haunting of Hill House? Yes. That the movie was made about? Yes. Oh, man. It's a book from 1959. R-E-A-D-A-B-O-O-K. Okay, but still, Goosebumps, they had The Haunting of Hill House in their episode in 1996. Hasn't there been like 7,000 different types of Hill Houses? I don't think so. Is that true? I don't know. I'm not uh, I'm not sure, but it's. Uh, I'm looking it up on Wiki right here. The Haunting of Hill House is a 1959 gothic oh. horror novel. Uh, by American author Shirley Jackson, a finalist for the National Book Award and considered one of the best literary ghost stories published during the 20th century. Yeah, you're right. You discovered the Hill House, the Welsh. Congratulations. Well, nobody, <laughs> nobody, uh, I'm looking here. No one corrected you, so there's that. Yeah, and no, but also, um, now, th- there's no correlation between the Goosebumps episode I found and the haunting of Hill House, unfortunately. Yeah, so. I'm sure they just came up with Hill House. They've never heard of it before, not from a book. You know what? That's Trade me. Sure. I want to be traded. That's what I want. <laughs> I, I can't be here no more. I don't respect you. Uh, I, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to leave at halftime. What show would you like to be uh, traded to, the Welsh? I'd like to we'll be see. traded to the, the starters. Uh, the starters? Well, I would love to be traded to the starters, too. Let's see who's going to go first. Oh, do I have to that? stay on the network? Yeah. Um, well, I-, <laughs> I can't go wherever Corey's going because Corey doesn't like me. So Yeah, that's true. I've heard that. Um, I'll just quit. <laughs> I'll retire. I'll go back to not talking. That's what that worked Calvin out for me. Calvin Johnson. That's that's what. Yeah. So, um, Hill House. I discovered it. It was Goosebumps. Everybody. They started the Hill House. Go look at the tweet. It's it's. I, I think it's a great tweet that I put out. Great content when I can't talk, <laughs> tell anybody so anything. Funny. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, but your boy Jerry Rice. Now, see, you know, obviously Art Rooney the second, the owner of the Steelers, comes out with his comments towards this situation. I wanted to know what you thought about Jerry. Like, does Jerry Rice saying that the Niners should go get Antonio Brown? Um, I mean, you don't have to be long winded about it since you can't breathe and you're coughing all the time. But does does that add any extra bonus for you for the Niners to go get? Yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. This isn't like, you know. What's Ja Rule think? It's not one of those scenarios. It's like, no, no. like he's he can say it, but he said this a little while ago that he thought they should go out there. This isn't re- relatively new news. I think it's great for an NFL great to do that, but of course he's going to say that about all. I think he said about Des Bryant is going out, so it doesn't mean much. But what I think is interesting is the dynamic going on around the NFL where you've got you know old vets kind of coming in and talking about how great AB is and where he should go, and then how about the other side bogs? where Julio Jones um, said, we're good. When asked about Antonio Brown, uh, making a comment about Antonio Brown coming to Atlanta, he said, no, we're good. Like, didn't want him to come into town. And, well, I mean, I Roto mean, World ran with that. This is the way wide receivers are, and they always have been. We talked about this in the last show about how no diva wide receivers really stay in the same place 
for their entire career. And I don't think Julio is a diva, but if I, I think if you put another dude that could, uh, you know, uh, get 1500 receiving yards in any given year on the same team with Julio Jones, he might become a diva and want the ball a little bit more. I think he's, so, I mean, Julio's not a diva, but he obviously, you know, he's like not vocal enough, but this was kind of a diva thing to say. Yeah. I mean, diva, but, diva. but look at like the team made such a big deal. Like when he got his first touchdown, like everyone made it like this huge, like, uh, it's, we, you know, we accomplished it. So like the dude <laughs> is obviously bothered, but I agree. Like no wide receiver. I mean, wide receivers, everybody wants the team to be better. They want all the guys, but they don't want anything taken away from them. I think it's a bigger statement. Then on the, uh, I think it's bigger than surface level to be like, now nah, we don't want him. Like, why would you not want amazing, good players on your team to make you better? You would, right. unless there's a reputation of you being a d bag. Right. So do you? I mean, I I can't remember what you said last week because you probably said it through such a scratchy voice. Uh, do you do you want a b on on the Niners? Um. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I cough right in there. Right a, maybe that's a sign. Maybe that was a sign from the Hill House. Oh, that's a sign. No, no, yeah. God's trying to say, no, 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 don't take him. That's a so, Hill House. He's he's trying to say, uh, tell AB to co- to stop calling me. Um, I think I think I'd be I'd be fine with it because I I mean I said this that AB will be on his that number two pick. No, absolutely not. No chance in hell you give up the number two pick this year. Um, I think he'll be on his best behavior in a new situation. Year two could get dicey, so that's definitely a possibility. The 49ers need playmakers, and I think is I can't speak to the dynamic of Mike Tomlin or anything like that. And a lot of the negatives around Antonio Brown are disturbing. You know, a lot of the bull crap that he had. But you know, you you get Jimmy G. Um, you've got George Kittle. You've got a pretty dynamic offense. Kyle Shanahan is going to feature him. He's going to get all the t- attention. I think he'd be good for a couple of years. I just want the Niners to be better again. So yeah, sure, I would like him. Absolutely not at the expense of the number two pick. What if it was something along the lines of, you know, you, we swap number one picks and you give us no. a third and you get AB. So you absolutely would be not. picked 20. We'd be picked two now. No, absolutely not. No, the 49ers. Who is it that you want so bad at that number two pick? Because you don't like defensive players <laughs> and that's who they're going to take. They're going to take a defender. That, no, I would love a defensive player if they had Antonio Brown. That's a game changer. I, I want dynamic offensive players which they haven't had How, but, what, what about this scenario real quick i just want no. to throw this out <laughs> no he just says no. you're gonna it's gonna it's gonna have to do with the number two pick and no well it is but it's not for the Steelers. what if you knew that the niners plan to trade back and get two first round picks you know what i mean they trade with whoever oakland and they get a low one and a middle one like a 13 and a you know 30 whatever it is um and they trade back uh, they, you knew they were going to trade back, and one of those picks was going to be like a, you know, Nikhil Harry or one of these young wide receivers coming out. Would you rather keep that deal, or would you rather just flip that uh, number one pick and get AB on top? You know, you would get pick twenty AB, and the Steelers will get pick two and like a third round pick. Are you talking like a three-team deal here? No, no. I'm asking you which scenario would you like better? Would you like the 20th pick and Antonio Brown for number two and the third overall pick? Or if the Niners decided that they were going to move back 
in the first round and get two first round picks. Like they were going to trade the number two overall to Oakland. Oakland was going to take whoever Queen and Williams, uh, whoever Nick Bosa, whoever falls. And uh, you would get back two of those late Oakland picks. You get the Dallas one and whatever the other one is. I can't even remember who, what the other one is. I know they have three right now. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, here you're not getting the number. The, the Steelers are not getting a second pick for Antonio Brown. They're not getting a top five pick in this year's NFL draft. Now, could they get a third rounder a fir- and maybe a first rounder the following year? I think that's a possibility. They're not getting a top five pick from any team um, in this year's draft. I think it'd be hard pressed for them to get any first round pick in this year's draft. But obviously, they could definitely get one from Oakland, and it would be it would be a win. Oakland has three first round picks, and if they traded yeah, that Dallas pick for AB, they would have turned Amari Cooper into AB. So that that looks like a huge win for them, and you know. We, we obviously know uh, that John Gruden has no qualms with taking older players. He signed all the players that would have been really good in uh, 2009 on the team this year. So. He'd make a lot of sense in Oakland. And Oakland's yeah. favorite thing on the planet is to take people that would be 49ers or former 49ers. So. It's where players go to die. They do. (laughs) Yeah, I I think the cost on Antonio Brown is sure. I think a first round pick is viable, but I think it's going to be something more like a a second or third and a future pick because they're so unfortunately, it's a financial tie to both teams, a heavy financial tie to both teams. So I just don't think you can trade 20, a $20 million salary a team's going to take on. I don't see you acquiring a first round pick with the realization that a premium on the pick has to be done because the Steelers are going to have to eat a bunch of stupid money as well. So I think you got to resign yourself to it's a, a complicated deal round pick. It is, which, which is why I don't like the fact that our Rooney the second came out and said all this stuff about not being able to see him play on the team next year. Because you lose a little leverage because it's already a complicated deal when you're dealing with so much money. And, uh, you know, they're going to want something good back for AB. It's not going to just be, you know, it's not going to be like, well, they moved a late second round pick and they got him off the team. That's not going to do it. So uh, I don't think it's going to do it. Uh, Who do you want want the Steelers to take so bad with that second pick? Josh Allen. Okay, well, that's, no, that's what I want. That's what I want now. <laughs> I mean, I, I want the Steelers to have the defensive line is already pretty good. I mean, Queen Williams would be amazing. I don't oh, know that God. he it before, though. What if but, the Steelers traded in the first round to get Kyler Murray? Uh, you know what? It'd be better than uh, almost oh. lost $100. Oh. Uh, uh, did you? It would be. It would be the best OU quarterback on the team. It would be better than stupid Landry Jones. I can tell you that much. <laughs> did you start the word that was going to get you $100? I did. I started the word a little bit. So uh, <laughs> I might owe you 10 bucks. <laughs> you, might, you might have to, try, you might have to buy, buy me some cheese curds or something. But <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a close one. <laughs> that would be my favorite thing. I think that should happen. I, I, I know you would love it, oh, but God. hey, I'll take the short quarterback, so that's fine. I would give anything for Kyler Murray to go to, for the Steelers to trade. Up. Well, there's no way they would do. OK, so this you're going to trade some drama off the team to put Ben was pissed when uh, we took oh, Mason Rudolph or Randolph. So good. So last year. This is what I want. I Rudolph. want there to be a real red, red nose reindeer. I want there to be a really good linebacker out there defensive lineman available and you're like this is it this is it the Steelers are trading up for them and then they take Kyler Murray the sooner quarterback it would nothing would make me happier I know but that see that's not that 
that's not a possibility. They're not going to do that until Ben retires. So I think they, they think they have their guy in Mason Rudolph. Why would so. they not? They got a groom. Yeah, that's, I think that's what they're trying to do. They think they, Mason Rudolph is their guy? Well, I mean, I don't know why he's their guy if he couldn't beat stupid Josh Dobbs. I mean, Josh Dobbs is very smart, but I don't know that he is an NFL caliber quarterback. But maybe you, he's the bridge. I like him better than Landry Jones. I know that. Do you think, last thing here, because we got to go to break, do you think when Antonio Brown is traded, we are going to get all the dirt all the Steelers dirt just released in a huge glob. Just crap about Tomlin, oh, Ben sure. Roethlisberger's yeah, yeah. a scumbag, all that stuff. I think we've kind of already got a little bit of that stuff uh, with uh, other teammates that that haven't liked Tomlin. Harrison doesn't like Tomlin. You know, uh, th- there are guys that don't respect him. So um, I, I think we already have some of that. But sure, yeah, there will probably be some crazy tweet storm. Yeah. about how much he hated the organization and how disrespected he felt, for sure. Yeah, that's that's who AB is. So Snapchat I video. think we can absolutely expect that. All right, uh, got to go to break. When we come back, <laughs> let's talk about the coaching changes. Let's talk about uh, what we like, what we didn't like, and we got NFL playoffs coming up, so don't you go anywhere. All right, TL. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Can't believe what all your dreams just hot down the drain. Let's play some in this league. At the game, just got a gut feeling, no problem. Now you can bet from anywhere, anytime, with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With the MyBookie mobile bet uh, platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today and you'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to mybookie.ag and open an account with the promo code FNTSY and mybookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. Yes, that's right, $1,000. That's mybookie.ag promo code what the Welsh? Bachelorette. Bachelorette. FNTSY. That's right, FNTSY for mybookie. Bachelorette, my new favorite show. Um. You can bet on it. it could, may, well, uh, can you do it at my bookie? You do it at BetDSI. Okay. Well, we're talking my bookie. We're, we're talking not. about my bookie and the promo codes. Let's go. Um, coaching changes. A lot around the NFL. The Cliff Kingsbury one was weird. <laughs> yeah. Was weird. Every I bit of it. it. And uh, well, let's, uh, tell me why you don't get it. But also like. The news in the morning was like, it looks like they're getting closer. And then all of a sudden, the Cardinals just like posted this really awkward 12 second video of him standing outside the headquarters. Like, hey, I'm Cliff Kingsbury. I'm really excited to be your new head coach. We're going to do some great things with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm Cliff Kingsbury. Like, it was just like, it was a really And I approve this message. Yeah, it was like a really bad video. And um, all of a sudden, he's the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Boggs. Well, he was fired at Texas Tech, which is what I don't 
understand why he is getting this job opportunity. Like he was fired at Texas Tech. And then we heard that a lot of college teams wanted him as an offensive coordinator. I mean, I understand the want for his name. He put, you know, Patrick Mahomes on the map as far as coaches go. So uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be the MVP of the NFL this year. There's no secret about that. So this is almost like and teams are seeing the success of Sean McVay and they want a young offensive coach. So like I understand that stuff, but he couldn't he didn't have a winning record at Texas Tech last year. You know, on Tuesday, so, you turn the age that the NFL likes their coaches now. Thirty six. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> some of them lower. I mean, I know that, uh, you know, Flip Saunders son, Ryan Saunders is coaching the Timberwolves. Well, she's thirty two. Oh, depressing. <laughs> I know. I forgot about that. That is so depressing. But uh, I, I think that so that. He he gets the gig at USC, right? And he gets right. he gets the offensive coordinator job at USC, and it looks like okay, you lost your head coaching job, but this is a great opportunity. You go to USC, you coach up a couple of those highly recruited quarterbacks. You're going to get another head coaching job at some school soon. But then the NFL comes knocking on the door, and I figured as an offensive coordinator, and then you heard his name as a. Um, or maybe even a quarterback's coach. And then you hear his name as a head coach. And it's like, what? What are you thinking? And um, he had to resign from, like, USC yeah. wouldn't let him interview. Yeah, they wouldn't let him do any. It wasn't it. And uh, that was Lynn Swan, by the way. I was, about to, I was just Swan about to say, what, who the hell is the AD? Because, yeah, it was, yeah, I forgot it was Lynn Swan. Yeah, Lynn Swan's the AD, so he didn't want him to interview these other jobs because they had just hired him. It's a bad look for Swan. I don't know what he was thinking. Like, you know, the worst case, the best case scenario is he interviews, he gets a job and he's gone and you say, well, we tried and now he's gone. But you can't do that stuff at college, by the way, like you do that when like the 49ers don't want people, you know, checking out their offensive coordinator or whatever. And like you say, now nah, we're not going to let you interview this guy, but you don't do that. You at have college to let level. those guys interview. Absolutely. I just you just have to because uh, otherwise you're holding them back from furthering their career at any point. You know, I know it's, it's such a bad look for the organization, the though, too. It and is. What are you going to tell future uh, candidates like now? Nah, we're right. not going to give you those opportunities when they come around. Exactly. So uh, I know this was a bit of a weirder situation for USC because they had literally just hired him and were, you know, probably uh, talking to him about implementing his scheme into this uh, this year. And now that's out the window. But when the dude is getting, uh, you know, NFL options, yeah, of course, he's just going to resign. So he just resigned interview with the Cardinals. They hired him. I do like the fact that they hired former offensive coordinator, uh, former uh, head coach uh, guys to uh, you. Steve Sarkeesian was a head coach at USC. Vance Joseph was a head coach with the Broncos last year. Uh, I don't know uh, if those deals are official. No, they're, of, they're official. I'm uh, but they're start Casey, is Sarkeesian aware of the DUI laws in Arizona. I'm just curious. <laughs> oh, I'm, just, I'm just curious. We got we got some of the uh, we got some of the most deepest and difficult well, and harshest. Mark Grace, deal. Donovan McNabb, Charles Barkley can all fill him in. All right. So we, there, we're not bereft of sports stars getting DUIs out here, or you know, or it's like coordinators. Yeah, or anyone like yeah. There's all or uh, GMs. You know, there's all <laughs> That's kinds. True. Of, 
people with uh, in Arizona that get a DUI. If you sniff a beer and then you drive, you're getting a DUI. So don't do it. Yeah. So oh, you're like one of those like billboards. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the yeah, drive hammer, get nailed. Yeah, so look at you. Uh, that that's the. Uh, I'm that's still the weirded out. It's just a part of me. Like you know, our youth consisted of just 12 hour night sessions, you know, five days a week playing NCAA and Madden all night long. And like, I remember playing with Cliff Kingsbury. Like I remember <laughs> playing with him and him being in drafts and stuff. And you see this guy out here do, I mean, we've grown up with him and he's like, he's like our same age. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're going to start seeing that more and more and more. I mean, uh, you know, Major Applewhite just got fired at Houston. The Welsh, oh, so. Byron Leftwich, who's leaving the Cardinals to go to the Bucks to be with Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians is like Byron Leftwich is the hottest thing in the NFL. He's the bet next big comer. And it's like, I mean, obviously we grew up with him in the NFL, but I remember him at Marshall. I remember him yeah, being carried his, across the field. Yeah, his offensive lineman carrying him. Yeah. And didn't he play here with Randy Moss? Or, no, that was Pennington. Um but yeah, I mean, look, I don't get this hire because he just he wasn't successful at the college level. Now, I know that, you know, uh, I someone said that, hey, if you've had uh, if you've had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay, someone's going to hire you to do something in the NFL. So because it's worked out so well for the Rams, but let, let's have them, you know. Let's have them get to the NFC Championship before we talk about them, too, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, they, they they lost last year. And um, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, this hire just weirded me out. I don't particularly like it, but it's a risk that they're willing to take. Uh, Steve Wilkes was a swing and a miss last year, and they fired him after one year. So they're willing to. <laughs> To move on from him. It reminds me of the McDaniel stuff. Like he surrounded himself, you know, with Sarkeesian and uh, Vance Joseph, you know, so you've got like, you know, heavy, heavy NFL experience around that, you know, they're kind of hedging their bets. That's what it reminds me of. Another guy, by the way, isn't Zach, wasn't Zach Taylor the quarterback in Nebraska? Uh, Zach Taylor, I don't, I can't remember where he went. Well, Zach Taylor, former quarterback coach, is looking like he is likely going. He's, I mean, he's a quarterback coach for the Rams right now, uh, and I need to look it up because I feel like he was the quarterback. Because I remember like a Zach Taylor college. Let's see, where did he go? And I need to know. He was was yeah, I was right. Nebraska, yep. He was the Nebraska quarterback, two thousand five and two thousand six. Guess what that was? Wheelhouse of Bogman and the Welsh playing <laughs> some college uh, fantasy football. Or some college uh, football on the on the uh, Madden, or on the, the college football on the Madden. That's right. <laughs> I'm getting old. I'm like, yep. Ah, yep. you know, college football on like the the Nintendo thing. Tell um, us about how you discovered Hill House again. So <laughs> I did. Damn it, goosebumps. But Zach Taylor, <laughs> former quarterback in Nebraska, quarterback coach for the Rams, is a likely guy for the Bengals. Yeah, uh, I mean, these are some weird hirings, uh, and this is what I was talking about when. Our guy, uh, Pisa Pia, kept asking me, you know, should the Steelers move on from uh, from Mike Tomlin? I was like, for who? Who who are they going to bring in? You know, bring back uh, Arians. They should have. People don't like. No way. Are you kidding me? Why not? Uh, you say Bruce Arians yeah, to Pittsburgh? Yeah, bring back Bruce Arians. It was so what? So Ben Roethlisberger can die? <laughs> uh, he'd be he great. He wants to throw the ball fifty-five times a game. That would be. So, that's a really good thing. <clears throat> not for Ben. So I guess, you know, like if if the Steelers were going to make a move, it would be Mike Munchak. And Byron Leftwich would have come come there, too. Yeah, I, I love Leftwich. 
Yeah, I I love Leftwich. So, uh, I, I but I, isn't Roethlisberger older than Leftwich? I mean, oh my God! <laughs> Wait, we have to look that up. I is that I true? I bet they're close. I don't. I, I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up Leftwich's age. You tell me. What is Roethlisberger's? <laughs> he's a year older than me, so he's 37. Roethlisberger? Yes. Byron Leftwich is 38. Yeah, see, so a year older. Um, and I 40 mean, yard dash, by the way, 5.1 seconds, it says. <laughs> and that's pretty good coming off that broken leg yeah. that those offensive linemen had to uh, carry him Not for. Not bad. But th- these were these were weird. Like the one that made the most sense to me was Freddie Kitchens going to the Browns. You know, if you uh, staying with the Browns, rather, if Baker Mayfield is comfortable with him, then it makes a lot of sense for them to keep him. You know, that that one made the most sense. Bruce Matt, Arians has already retired once, so is he just grooming Leftwich in this? Is that kind well, of there? I was going to say one thing. I'm I, I'm going to throw this out to you. Future coach, give me two years. Byron Leftwich, head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nah, I mean, as of right now, I love it. I love Leftwich. I think that's what goes down. Byron Leftwich spent a lot of time in Pittsburgh as a quarterback there. I think um, there's a lot of familiarity, and I think that's something uh, Pittsburgh Steelers would want something like that. Tomlin's got this year. I think I like Tomlin's, especially with the AB stuff. They're committed to Tomlin through the yeah. Roethlisberger years. So two more years of Roethlisberger. And Byron Leftwich is an offensive coordinator for two years. He's the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And what would that be? 2021. I'm calling it right now. So, yes, Arians is grooming him. But I think I think Leftwich is gone before Arians is gone. Um, I'm possibly. In a positive it just depends. way. In a positive like, way as a head coach. Yeah, I mean, Arians has had some... He's had some health stuff in the past, too. So I don't know, like, if any of that crops up, is he just going to call it quits again? So there's like that was kind of strange, but it made sense to bring in an offensive guy, someone uh, especially good with quarterbacks, someone to groom Jameis Winston. I mean, from a fantasy perspective, it's not it may not help Ronald Jones at all. Uh, I feel like they've got to go to him, so maybe he gets a better shot. But there's also a chance he gets no shot at all. So there's Arians likes to pick a guy. Not really. Uh, like they used a bunch of guys. But David Remember? Johnson, not David Johnson. They did it. And that's true. They they did uh, they did run him into the ground. I was just thinking you know, back to the Pittsburgh days where it was you know yeah, but was, he wasn't a head coach. He was his coordinator. That's true, uh, but he was in charge of the offense. So I, I mean, you know, Tomlin came in as a defensive guy. So I think it's positive for Ronald Jones as long as I mean, at least from an opportunity standpoint, it's a fresh start. Jameis Winston and Mike Evans. I mean, this could just be slang and city, which we yeah. like that. Um, the Matt LaFleur one was not well received by anyone. Well, that's because this is a um, someone that isn't going to challenge Aaron Rodgers. So didn't they say like he didn't want to do a team meeting a couple years ago? Who Rodgers? No, LaFleur. Like he didn't want to speak in front of the team. Like he was nervous about it. So and now what? he's a head coach. So I'm uh, sure that'll I, go well. I thought I remembered reading that, but this is like a you bring in someone that's not going to screw with Aaron Rodgers, basically, because that's what was happening with McCarthy. McCarthy and Rodgers didn't see eye to eye on things, and uh, they sided with the player. And God, uh, a lot of a lot of Aaron Rodgers bad guy stuff out there. I still don't yeah. buy it. I, I mean, I don't. You you don't buy that. He's a weird guy. I mean, no, he's, he's cut a, off he's kind his, of he's kind of a weirdo. Cut off his family. He only dates like you know weird actresses. Like uh, oh, he seems. What? I'll bet you he owns some crystals. Danica Patrick loves crystals. Oh no! Like, like you mean like healing crystals? Oh yeah. 
All the crystals. Yeah. Uh, no. Barstool had an interview with Danica, and she unleashed all of her love of crystals. I'll bet you some crystals are in play there. Maybe, ooh, God. Mike McCarthy didn't like crystals. Why can't people... <laughs> Not a crystal guy. <laughs> why? Why can't people have like just know to be ashamed of that? Like it's okay if that's something you kind of buy into, but at least have the decency to be shamed by it, right? Um, yeah, but we are incre- year by year in and year out, we become more of a shameless society on everything. You know, there is no more shame. Uh, you are shamed, or you are shamed if you shame any idea. You know what I mean? Like twenty years ago, we laughed at nerds. Now nerds run the world. You you say anything of the sort, and I mean you're just you're you're kicked off the island. You know, yeah, you're gone. You can't. So you shame any shamers, but we sometimes need some shame. To your point, like we don't need to put it all now out. I gotta there. go watch the movie Shame. Yeah, so. I, I've been wanting to watch Shameless. That's something I haven't dug into yet. I probably should. Oh, Emmy Rossum. <clears throat> Emmy yeah. Rossum, like close to number one seed. No 100%. way, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I watched uh, Infinity Wars again, and I was just, anytime I see Elizabeth Olsen. Is it I'm Infinity like, oh, yeah. War, by the way? Are you doing that thing that that guy hates and adding an S to everything? <laughs> um, I think it's just Infinity War. Is it? I don't Pretty know. sure. I don't, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're right. I mean, I'm probably, uh, you're right. I, I did S it. Infinity War. I just want to, you know, I just want to help you out. Well, so. technically, Infinity Wars was a discussion point because this both of the, the key movies. Peel skit, the, the Liam Neeson's. Yeah, Liam Neeson's, exactly. <laughs> but at one point, it was dual Infinity Wars because it was going to be Infinity, the Infinity Gauntlet, uh, Infinity Wars right. 1 and 2. So yes. it was plural, but you're right. Oh, now okay. It's so Endgame. The, the, the comic book was uh, was wars, but the movie was war. Um, is, that, <laughs> is that what we're saying? Um, By the way, isn't it also annoying when? Uh, eh, hey, dude, isn't it annoying when uh, people call comic books books? Yes, or when people say hey. when audiobooks, they say I read a book. No, I don't find that annoying at all. I find that incredibly annoying. Your brain doesn't know the difference. (laughs) I mean, they are physically completely two different acts. One takes your eyes and one takes your ears. That's true, but they both use your brain. But one is not reading. One is listening. I listen to a book. Right, sure. Okay. They both accomplish the same thing. They do. No, they do accomplish the same thing. Absolutely. But driving a car and flying can both get you to a destination, both accomplishing the same act. That's why you use the word travel. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then there, we, there's no. There's no word for. Uh, there's no crossover. For we need yet. a crossover. It's a very important. Yeah. I. I read a book. <laughs> I listened to a book. So. I listened to a book. Um. I identify as reading a book. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to shame. I don't want to shame you. I don't want to shame. Remember. Okay. So yeah, we are back to the shameless society. Um. At crystals. I agree. We only have a minute here. Uh. Vic. Uh. Vic Fangio. Uh, I think Fangio is the crystals of coaching hires. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of it. He is the they need someone to take care of that offense. The, the defense is already good. So. <laughs> um, Adam Gase, LOL, to the Jets. Oh, man. I, I mean, All right. I just don't get it. And at least there's no running backs to ruin there, right? So that's nice. I mean, your guy, Kaka. Oh, I can't do cares? the sound. Kaka. Oh, I can't. Uh, I mean, who? Uh, I, I don't like the hire, but uh, I've been wrong in the past. So, and then uh, the last one that's looming out there is uh, apparently. 
coordinator Ian Rappaport. Uh, Brian Flores, who is the defensive coordinator for the Patriots, is the favorite for the Dolphins job, but that can't become final until the Patriots are eliminated. And we'll talk about we'll talk about potential eliminations next because we got to talk about the NFL playoffs. So don't go anywhere. It's Bogdan the Welsh NFL playoff talk time coming now.